Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I wanted to share a testimony today, and this is a, it's a personal testimony. So I taught my oldest to read with no difficulties. He was probably five, um, probably started reading when he was three or four. He just always loved books, and it was just his thing. So my second was really competitive and he basically just learned to read kind of overnight, maybe as a just turned five-year-old. I think if his birthday's in January, it was maybe March. And he went from kind of not reading one week at Bible study and the next week he was just reading verses fluently out of the King James. So it was a pretty dramatic situation. And I thought, oh, reading just really isn't a big deal. And uh, then when it was time for my third to learn to read, he he made progress, but it was like he constantly fell a little bit more and more behind. And he was maybe three years behind. And uh, it wasn't until he was a young teenager that I realized, huh, I've never actually seen him read something for fun other than maybe Calvin and Hobbes while he's eating, you know, and is he actually reading or is he just looking at the pictures and kind of remembering overall what the storyline is about? I'm not sure. But it was a little sober-minded reminder to me, like, wait, I've, I've never seen him actually read. Um, I'm not going to talk about my fourth son at the moment, but my youngest, who is um, now eight, um, seemed like a very smart young man, very smart child. And I would try to teach him to read a little bit when he was four or five, six. He always seemed a little bit bored to me. You know, there's a five-year gap between him and his next oldest brother. And I thought reading would be a great pastime for you to fill up your hours. And he just wasn't very interested. Well, at some point we got him to a vision therapist or had him evaluated by an eye doctor. And it turned out that my youngest had some different things going on with his eyes that made it hard for him to read. And so we started with vision therapy and then we switched to a different vision therapist because this was just, a it was not an easy process. And So we've been doing vision therapy with my youngest for probably uh, maybe a year and a half. And he's getting close to the end of um, what is needed for him. And what is fascinating to me is when, uh, when we went on our family vacation in September this year, my youngest, well, all of us wrote cards, uh, kind of like blessing cards or just uh, what we think of the different people in our family. So something encouraging or um, just something that makes them think of us. So (laughs) I was the person who assembled all of these little booklets of nice cards. Um, You know, they're probably like five by five pieces of cardstock and you can put them into little photo album sleeves kind of. And so then that becomes a cute little gift to give. But anyway, so one of them for me, um, somebody drew like a bunch of curls, like hair curls outline, and then some folded hands in front of the curls. Like that's all, there's no face, you know, but it was like, this is who I see you as like a curly haired praying person. And so it, it's not meant to be super deep. Although some of the more thoughtful people who truly wanted to bless have really beautiful things to say, but you know, a lot of the young people in the family, it's something like, you are very fun, or I like to play games with you or something, you know, it's just sweet. And uh, so my youngest, he was like, mom, I need to learn to read by Christmas because I'm going to get that book and I need to know what people say to me. And 
you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, I would be happy to read this book to you. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not even sure that most of the words are first, second, or third grade vocabulary. You know, who knows? I don't think anybody wrote innovative on his card, but it could happen, you know? And yet for him, it was like, no, I need to learn to read by Christmas. And uh, so he got up one morning, um, this first week of December, and he was like, okay, I'm ready to read. It's 6 a.m. And I was kind of like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be up yet. What are you doing? And so he pretty much just practiced his reading and writing and spelling from, let's say, it was maybe 6.30 that morning. So 6.30 until he went to bed that night at 9.30. And granted, he took a little bit of time off. Like every once in a while, he'd go and be like, I just need to go play for a little bit. But he did something like 67 lessons in one of his workbooks. Like he was really focused on getting this down. And uh, that was a pretty big leap forward. And then as the days passed and he continued to get up at 6 or 6.30, raring to go, um, he did eventually kind of hit the wall where he got up and was like, I actually am just kind of sad and tired. I think I'll go back to bed. And even though he didn't, I was like, yes, please do, because you are actually a little grumpy. But the uh, what was really fun is now that he's had this kind of big push, I woke up this morning after about four days of this and the Lord said, Amy, why don't you actually give him a book to read that doesn't require him to also practice his writing and his spelling? Like that's kind of the thing that's slowing him down and he doesn't need to be at grade level in writing and spelling by Christmas as well. So what can you do to help encourage him in his reading? Because that's really what he's passionate about. And so I pulled out Ling and Ting, which is by Linda Sue Park, who's an amazing children's author. If you're looking for good books, you know what? It's not by Linda Sue Park, is it? No, she wrote other good books that are very lovely. Um, it'll come to me. But anyway, so Ling and Ting, very adorable early readers. And Caleb sat and he read the first chapter of the first one. And I was so blessed by that. And then he he went off and played. And a few hours later, he came back and he read the second chapter. And as the day went on, he gradually came and read through the entire little six chapter book. And granted, the entire thing had less than 900 words. But when you have a child who early in the week was reading things like, this is mom, and he ends the week reading 800 and some odd words in a book that actually has a cute little plot and it's kind of self-referent and it, anyway, it's adorable. Um, that is such a gift. <laughs> and so <laughs> this was also one of the early things that I really was just pressing into when we hired Bob Perry to pray back in June of 2020. And it's been 18 months since we hired him. And for a long time, there was not a whole lot of shift happening. I mean, vision therapy and vision therapy and vision therapy for a year and a half, <laughs> incremental progress. And yet we can look back at the last year and a half and then even ahead to say there was finally a large enough carrot to say, I need to know what nice things people said about me. I'm going to learn to read by Christmas. And so, Lord, I come to you with this testimony <laughs> it's not been an easy road, Lord. And so I thank you that for my son, who is now eight, that this week he read Ling and Ting. 
I thank you, Lord, for the way that you've put in him a drive and a focus and an ability to not get distracted, Lord. And so I thank you for the gifts that you've given him, and I ask that you would use them for your glory, Lord. And then I ask for anyone who's listening who is either dealing with a a difficulty in their homeschooling or a difficulty in their work, a difficulty in their life that seems entrenched, that seems like there is no way forward. Lord, we agree that you did not die on the cross to leave us without a hope or an option. And so I am asking, Lord, that you would be the God of the way forward, that you would be the God of the breakthrough, Lord. And so I thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, I ask, Lord, for breakthrough in the places that we need it this day. We thank you, Jesus. Amen.